Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Happy birthday to the master of the macabre, the muse of macabre, I guess, Mr. Edgar Allan Poe. So, anyways, your Ghost Chronicles. No, I'm Ghost Chronicles. And with me is the Ghost Standard and Ghost Hunting, this Platinum Standard and Ghost Hunting, the Titanium Standard and Ghost Hunting, Steve Parsons. Good evening. We also say happy birth, happy belated happy birthday to the greatest ghost hunter ever, Harry Price. Oh, I, was going, I thought it was your wife. No, Harry Price, birthday on the 17th of January. Oh, oh wow. I didn't even get a cinema card to him. That'd be difficult. He's not been with us a while. Yeah, well, it is what it is. It is. You know, when you run in my circle, we have people... <laughs> yeah, people, like a, the, people that can handle that. <laughs> yeah, he's actually one of the very few who um, isn't hasn't really come back. No, no, I, there are not many accounts. I, I think uh, there's been a, a, Now that you said that, you realize that somebody will be. Yeah, well, they have. Show. I was going to say there have been a handful of people who've claimed contact, but it's never been verified in any way at all. Um, Harry has resolutely stayed on the other side. Yeah. God bless him. He's probably really well, busy. He's still annoyed because he didn't get paid for his last gig. Well, he's probably just over there really busy. Yeah. He's, he's um, determined to prove the existence of the living. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, uh, or, no. sorry, yeah. or yeah. has one, you know, we've talked about political correctness and wokeism and the woke really? culture. Down the years, we've we've mentioned it. Well, just just this past week, um, one paranormal team referred to the uh, to the spirits of the deceased as the living impaired. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> they're they're searching for evidence of the living impaired. Yeah, <clears throat> God bless them. Yeah, what is the other one? I heard some other one, something like corporal, corporally handicapped, or yeah, corporeally like handicapped. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I am so confused with today's world. I mean, uh, oh, I, yeah. I, just, I received a message from. Uh, a, a case that we just did, and, and the guy sent me a letter back, and this is a, a public building, so uh, he's a town of fifth. And, and he, you know, it's got this his name, you know, and all that stuff. And on the bottom, mm -hmm. it says, he, him, his. It's like, oh, yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's, it's quite common these days when you're doing um, a lot of these media stuff or dealing with um, some authorities. Yeah. Um, they ask you to state your preferred pronouns. Oh, well, too bad. So um, I can't even, I think pronounce their names. You expect you to pronounce their pronouns. I don't think that's happening. Well, I, I have a where, where I've been asked. I was put in sir or attack helicopter. Yeah, there you go. I like attack helicopter. 
Laud uh, Ronald Kolick would be proper, but uh, no, no, that's not your pronoun. Oh, that's a title. Yeah. Well, he and him and service how would be referred to. So yeah. Laud, I want to be referred to as Laud. No more he, no him, no her. Laud. Yeah. So you could just say Laud to me. Well, I just put last one I filled in. I just put Sir Stroke yeah. Madam. Just put dead. <laughs> I just put Sir Stroke Madam. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'll have so, to do anything. Yeah, Edgar Allan Poe, wonderful guy, uh, from Boston, born in Boston. Mm -hmm. And uh, where was his did... Raven from? <laughs> you know, we I, on the Monday show we did a, uh, I did a little bit on on Poe and and ravens and and ravens are like one of the smartest animals in the, the world. Uh, they they rally, they uh, what's the word? Uh, they they are comparable to apes and chimpanzees. That they're so freaking smart. They use tools. Uh, they communicate verbally. They remember. Uh, so it's, they're, they're pretty good. I, I, as I said uh, to Lou on the, on the Monday show is is that I actually talked to him. I don't know if you were aware of that. You talked but, to Lou or talked to Ravens? Well, both of them, really. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought actually isn't um, I mean, I know the Raven is intelligent, but um, yeah, in, in, in terms of the species, isn't it supposed to be the minor bird? Well, it's all, it's that whole species. It's the, yeah. the minor, crows, the crow the, and the ravens. Yeah. 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 All of that. Um, um, it would be like, humans, part, you know, they're all part of the same family of birds. Yeah, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Like they're, they're, Tyrannosaurus and such. Cause yeah. they're all, Hey, did you know, I mean, it's not paranormal, but did you know the closest living? Oh, like we've ever stopped us from. Go the ahead. closest living relative of the Tyrannosaurus Rex is actually the the domestic chicken. Yeah, yeah I did. No, know. apparently I did know. They, no, I did. They did know some that. DNA, yeah. and yeah, apparently your yeah, Sunday they had roast feathers, chicken. All that crap, yeah. Yeah, your Sunday roast chicken. I um coming back to the paranormal me. and birthday okay. boy Price. Um, yeah. With with a great deal of trepidation over the weekend. Um, I decided to watch a movie that's recently come onto Amazon ah. and it's called the haunting of Bally rectory. Now, oh, is it, it good? Well, it didn't get some great write up. So hence the trepidation, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know, there have been, there have been several movies made about Bally rectory yeah. and there have also been a number of dramas featuring the character of Harry Price. Yeah. So I was, understandably a little nervous about this thing um it was only an hour and 20 minutes so we decided you know oh what the hell um, why not oh the hell what the hell it was my birthday i got to choose yep. so i put i i decided to watch it and it for the first hour it stayed it was a drama one second one second it just dawned on me so harry's price birthday was the 17th 17th when is yours 15th Ooh, it could be an and, and we yeah. both and we both collect coins um Ooh. <laughs> i know all right um, carry on <laughs> anyway <clears throat> moving on um now the first it, it is a drama i've got to say that from the off um mm. and it's designed to be a scary drama so it does take cues from things like the conjuring um and other movies um uh, was lorraine but, there but it is based no but it is based upon um 
Price's account of the one year he rented Borley Rectory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got the characters you would expect. It has uh, Glen- Sydney Glanville, um, and it has uh, Mark Kerr Pierce, and it has Estelle Roberts, the medium, um, all in it. And Price. Price, it's the best dramatic portrayal of Harry Price I've ever seen. Really? Well, At now no I've got to watch it. You, you've got, me, no uh, you've got me intrigued. Yeah. Is price portrayed the last 20 minutes? It gets a bit wayward, you know. It, yeah, it, it's yeah. a drama, yeah. Um, and because the book Price's accounts never had a, a conclusion, they've mm-hmm. kind of made a horror conclusion to the movie, of course. But what, what I, I've got to also say, um, the acting by some of the um cast mm-hmm. is wooden to the point of. I've seen better made out of planks of wood. Um, <laughs> however, the the character of Price is portrayed in a way I've never seen portrayed before. It portrays Price as a well-balanced, skeptically uh, orientated, open-minded, yeah. scientifically focused investigator. Yeah, so it's like all investigators that like 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 never happened before for Price, Mm. um, and from 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 that alone, it you know it suddenly elevated itself in my um, stand. I mean, it's a the acting is really bad. So Um, what's it called, Steve? So I can the haunting of Borley Rectory. There are several. Yeah, there are several. Yep. Look, look for one with Colin Baker, the guy who is formerly Doctor Who. Oh, cool! Uh, cool. He he he's in it as Lord Sutton, Lord Charles Sutton. Oh, excellent, most excellent. Um, but you know, it is. Bear in mind, it's a drama. Mm-hmm. But just look at the way they've portrayed Price. Okay, I will. And um, we'll we'll talk more about it. But on the subject of paranormal movies, you know. Another movie came out this week on um, mm. on streaming services, so I think we can talk about our experiences having watched it earlier at the cinema. What is that? Because because we have we haven't really talked about Ghostbusters three. Yeah, we, we gave it a good mention. We there's still a lot of people still haven't watched it yet. So uh, yeah, yeah but, I don't. You know, now it's out streaming. We can you know we can. No, we, can we don't maybe... want to ruin it for them. People are still I watching do. it. I do. You're a meanie. You're, you're, you're I know. A meanie. Wow. I know. But that ending, I mean, mm. you know, come on. I mean, there are what? lots of Easter eggs throughout the film. Yeah. Um, the, the only problem at the end is they went a little bit too overboard. That's my. I, I, I think it was perhaps a bit of a, you know, the, it was a an homage. They dragged it out a little bit longer than it should have been. I, yeah, possibly that last five minutes could have been. Cut. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think there was a little bit too much tugging of the heartstrings, but yeah. it was great. It was a great movie. It was a fantastic. And what surprised me is because uh, obviously there were tre- there was trepidation because it was a new cast. Um, oh yeah, it was a young cast, and the two movies GB one, GB two. Let's not count twenty sixteen for the time being. Does it but, really exist? They, do we do we know it really existed? Well, it does. Um, <laughs> but. You know, we're going to get accused of being misogynistic, sexist. Oh, well. Yeah, well. But we're not. Like I mean, it was, just, it was just a film that shouldn't have existed, whoever the cast was. 
And uh, all right, let's look back at 2016. Let's address the. Oh, why are we going back room. to that again? Please leave well, that. Let's address the elephant leave in the sleeping room. dogs lie. No, let's and address the elephant in the room because <laughs> that film was on TV here in the UK about two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And I've watched it now about three or four times. Mm-hmm. And each time I laugh because it's a funny film. There is some really good. There are some. There is some really good. Honest to God, the, it doesn't. Out, it doesn't. Out, oh yeah, no, I'm sorry. It, I'm it sorry. Doesn't, Those few it doesn't spots work. don't work. Yeah. It doesn't work in the context of it being a alternate universe. It's a totally contrived film. It is. Yeah, it is. Everything in it is contrived situations, contrived. Every, well, I mean, it's. it's it, I mean, it's it's essentially the same film as Ghostbusters One, mm. just relocated to um, yeah. you know some alternate universe where the Ghostbusters never existed. But then you have the problem right at the start because it starts with the opening line in the trailer of thirty years ago, five scientists saved the world, yeah, blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah. When of course that never happened. But it's a funny film. There are some really good, funny moments in it. Okay, whatever. Yeah, but moving on to Afterlife. I think I've watched which, it once, and that's all. I which was the, you know, the se- the Reitman sequel to mm-hmm. uh, the previous two Ghostbusters. Um, it follows the family of Egon, um, who has died, mm-hmm. uh, both in, you know, his character, uh, has passed away and also of course Harold Ramis sadly mm-hmm. passed away um, and they relocate and they rediscover the, um, the ecto vehicle and they rediscover yeah. and they fight ghosts and all they yeah. yeah it's an um, evil villain and all that stuff and then right at the end there is a big finish where the, the surviving members of the original Ghostbusters tear-jerking uh, yeah, join together with the new generation of Ghostbusters in order to do, you know, a final battle showdown with yeah. the ghosts. Yeah. And it's a tearjerker because there's another ghost, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Who makes an appearance. Right. I don't but, want to go into it. You know, what worries, me, what worries me about that film is mm-hmm. there is an intention, of course, to make another one. And there should be. And there should be. Right. It was good Which, enough. of course, this is where this is where now, you know, the, one gets a little nervous because this won't be propped up by having the original cast come in. But I think it stood ah, up. Ah, but even, it could be. You know, they even, could use them as as consultation. You know, or whatever. Well, well yeah. it, they could, but I think it's unlikely. But right. looking, watching it. Re- re-watching the film a second time I realised actually the cast that they brought in is strong enough to sustain the without you know it, it it was good up to the point where they brought in the original crew yeah so oh, absolutely. I yeah. don't have you know providing and, and all fairness though you know it didn't have the swagger as the first one it didn't have the comedy of the first one because yeah, it, the it, swagger. I mean, where they, yeah. you know, yeah, where, you know, they didn't have well, no, they it didn't have Bill it Murray. Wasn't <laughs> as, it, it wasn't as as uh, played for comedy as the first two. Yeah, um, it was but a different. It was, still it was good. a different it was type of film. Yeah, and I, I hope that any 
follow-up movie to it will have Reitman very much at the helm. Mm -hmm. Because if they give it to another director, I think, you know, I think there we get into thin ice. Yeah, we, we, we saw that in Star Wars, so we, we totally understand. Yeah, I, and you see so many, um, you know, sequel, sequels go wrong. Um, you know, so All right. let's, let's hope, let's hope. I actually, before we get into some of the things, because last week we talked about uh, we did. different machines and inventions. We're going to, before we get into that, I do have a one historical question I would like to ask you about, and that is, uh, I too watched the movie uh, yesterday actually, and it had a, a gentleman by the name of General Chinese Gordon. Is that a real character? In he was English, by the way. Uh, there is a General Gordon, uh, Gordon of Khartoum. That's the one. Bingo. Yep. Yeah, okay. um, and and someone who's revered in English history, of course. Well, he was revered until we became woke, and now the yeah, know, statues yeah, yeah. down. What do you mean and, he yeah. freed the slaves? How can you? Like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but that's not good enough for these people. Okay, whatever. I I just wanted to make sure on that before I I did. Uh, I'm General uh, G G Gordon of Khartoum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, he was he was in every boy's adventure book. Oh, okay, um, and cool. like all, like all good um, English heroes, he died. Yep. Like Wellington and sorry, like Nelson and you know, you've got to die in battle to be oh, yeah. a true hero. You're gonna go. That's where you're gonna go, right? Yeah. All right. So, uh, so moving on, equipment. Yeah. We did talk about some different mysterious equipment, equipment yeah, that you didn't know, and <laughs> you know, and I. You know, some of these things, and I know you have your own experience of being with the SPR, uh, you have acquisition or, or uh, not acquisition, but availability to certain pieces of equipment that you don't know what the hell they are, really. And it makes it difficult. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and we had, uh, I mean, most notably, of course, was the Scammell device, which yeah. was created just after World War II by a spiritualist called Ernest Scammell. Mm -hmm. And it had lain in storage with the Society for Psychical Research in London um, with a paper label on it saying, you know, this is the Scammell device and not much, absolutely no, nothing about what it did or what it was intended to do other than the only thing we knew about it is it was supposedly um, intended for use during seances. Mm -hmm. We didn't know how or what the intention, you know, to use it was. So Cal and I um, borrowed it. Um, Cal Cooper. Cal, Dr. Cal Dr. Dr. Cal Cooper. Excuse me. And um, he, you know, we brought it, brought it here and uh, we checked it over. And when we realized it wasn't going to kill us, we plugged it in, held <laughs> it up. And then got a, some, uh, you know, made sure that all the circuits were as good as they could be. I don't think it had been switched on in perhaps 40 or 50 years. Um, got several very big electric shocks from it uh, because we discovered that the case, um, the metal case in which it not was, uh, was not grounded at all uh, and was, was live at 240 volts. Sweet. Yeah, as I found out several. Uh, <clears throat> um, anyway. Uh, was that AC or DC? That was AC. That was main oh, supply. Nasty. Um, it gave me a couple of bites. Um, yeah. 
And we got it functioning, and all it did was make a noise. And all of the controls on the front changed the type of noise from ear-piercingly irritating to annoying. I know, I know when you, we had you on the show between. and you talked about it. I, I actually mm. had a thought about it. Maybe it was, you know, it, it was on the same theory as, as EVPs where they use, you know, different white noise. So uh, maybe this was some type of de- device to generate noise so that the spirit could speak through it. In other words, they could modulate wow. the, the wavelengths and, and their voices would come. So I'm just guessing because I haven't a clue. I've never seen the machine physically, uh, you know, myself. And... Um, so I, I, to me, I'm using my logical cap. I mean, and what I know about uh, seances and stuff, but and, and EVPs, that it kind of makes sense. But it doesn't necessarily say that's it. I'm just saying that's my little theory on it. That's all. Well, it's just that, that was one of the ideas that we actually explored because mm-hmm. um, you know there was obviously the, the uh, Mr. Scammell who had built it had used radio components in it um you know salvaged it was all sort of put together yeah. we 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 did get in touch with surviving family members who added some extra information in that apparently he got the plans from spirit of course um and he put this thing together using a salvaged and uh, military surplus radio components but the end result is this thing made just made a noise now, we did speculate as to whether it could be a noise generator for use with electronic voice phenomena, but of course, although EVP was known about but then. No, 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 not this, wait a minute, Steve, not necessarily EVP. I mean, it could be used for uh, spirit. No. Why not? Well, the, that's what I'm talking about. You know, so the spirits could impinge their voices upon upon the the noises it was making. Right, because you um, know yourself that if you put, you're in a room at night, and a lot of times you have the fan on, you hear voices at times. Well, you, you, you're getting close to the mark there because we were speculating, uh, you know, one of, uh, during one of the sessions while it was running, because we, we left it on to, or I left it on, uh, Cal, had, Cal had gone back to the hotel and I left it switched on to see if uh, anything would break down. Um, you know, well, with these old components, they're full of yeah, wax capacitors and dust. Yep. And, you know, every time you put it on, there was quite a smell. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'll leave it on for a good half hour. Let it get let all the valves get thoroughly warmed up and make sure there's nothing's going to fail or, or is do it, anything. Isn't, that the, isn't that the uh, ozone? Isn't that creates ozone from the uh, ozone components? Yeah, well, it's ozone and burning dust and melting wax. Yeah, that were, yeah that stuff. Too. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yep. The odd whiff of smoke out the back. There and, you go. Uh, so, so I left it switched on for a half hour, um, you know, to sort of um, burn it in, I suppose, mm-hmm. would be the expression. And I noticed something odd after about 10 or 15 minutes that I started to think I heard a radio, um, you know, sp- they weren't sounds like uh, it wasn't identifiable voices, uh-huh. but it sounded reminiscent of speech in another room or at distance or, mm-hmm. you know, slightly muffled and distorted speech. So like, like a murmur. Yeah, a murmur. Um, and when Cal arrived the next day, I 
did it again and we both had the same experience mm. and what it was because of the uh, the different frequencies and, and things it was generating when we looked at it with a frequency analyzer there was multiple frequencies you know it wasn't just one oh, uh, this okay. this noise it was making um you know was multispectral was it oscillating and, i mean from different uh, it wasn't oscillating it was constant but there were okay. there was a mixture of you know a number of different frequencies in there and what it was doing is it was basically messing with your hearing or at least this is our theory um mm. that when as you said when you hear a ceiling fan or or you know you can sometimes think that you're hearing voices and mm -hmm. we think that what this machine was doing was something very similar it was generating noise and that noise you could modulate you could alter the frequency of it by changing some of the settings but ultimately it would just mess with your head <laughs> and it would trick you into thinking that you could hear murmuring voices okay and of course you would have it on during a sound you would ask questions and you would listen for answers and it sounds like the hat check doesn't it <laughs> It, it sounds like a lot of these devices, but that was, you know, that was sort of early, uh, uh, sorry, early pre-war, early, uh, so 1946, 47. Oh, sure. Um, but there have been many, many more since. Yeah. <laughs> many more. But what, what scares me, I know we're coming up to the break, but what scares me um, is the cost of some of these things, even on the aftermarket, things like <laughs> Trifield yeah. Meter, a bog standard 100x 100xl trimeter the standard model not the um clever uh naturally m trifield meter mm -hmm. um, an edi meter a standard yes. edi meter um you know an original first you know first type model the price yeah, like the one you stole from me yeah <laughs> the prices that some people are trying to charge for them and getting for them mm. is scary. It's like these machines are revered and sort of, oh, I've got to spend. There was a ghost arc. Now, we all remember the ghost arc, the most oh, disastrously incompetent piece of equipment, um, you know, organized by scamsters in Italy that ever, ever. There was a working ghost arc appeared on for sale um, about two or three weeks ago. We're going to wrap it up. At over five hundred dollars. God bless us. Well, look at just look at the uh, you know those those uh, DRS sixties. Yeah. You know twelve hundred dollars yeah. for some of them. Yeah. Anyways, we do have to take a break right now. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojinet and Parax Radio, brought to you by our good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, and uh, Circles of Wisdom three eighty six Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts. And the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the Andover Grass and Chooses. And we'll be right back to talk about uh, some strange inventions and things when we come back after the break. We'll be right back. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? 
then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parrax family. And welcome back to the second half of the first part of the two-hour Ghost Chronicles <laughs> extravaganza with Ron Kolick. And for this hour, the gold standard in ghost hunting. Yes. That's it. It's all, yeah. it's all, it's it's all it. I got. It's all I got. That's all oh, you bit all right. of news, bit of radio what? news. The West yes. Files is taking a holiday. Oh, no, you're retiring. No, it's taking a holiday till around Easter because uh, COVID has means we can't get any guests. No, nobody's done anything. I'm available. Yeah. Yes. We have See? our guests in this. Yeah, it's just like you in that us. picture in there, like, oh, it's Ron talking. I don't have to pay any attention. It wasn't. I, I told you in the in the comments I was baiting yeah. my yeah. breath. Yeah, you were beating your breath. I'm sure you yeah. were. Yeah. I didn't look as scared as Belanger. You think he was snoozing? I was stifling a yawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you saw Belanger, how enthused he was about my speech. He looked terrified. Terrified? He looked like enthused. Like, oh, wow. Oh, no, so no, no, no. That was, that was a wide-eyed and legless. Oh, if you say so. Yeah. Anyway. Look. Okay. So anyways, hey, if you haven't hey, seen it, it's quickly. on my Facebook page. It's called uh, Two and a Half Experts of the Paranormal. So yeah, check but it out. Just quickly. Yes, sir. You're sitting on a fortune. And what is this? Um, well, how many? Jan's chair uh, only paid $10 for it. I don't think it's a fortune. How many Ghost Meter Pros have you got? Oh, about 400 of them. Exactly. $100, $100 each over here. Have they really? <laughs> yeah. Even though uh, they're still available. But you know, people want the original ones with the. Um, I could sign them, you know. <laughs> that devalued. <laughs> that knocked the price down. <laughs> oh, talking that's about. So when you come stuff. over here, you and I will sign them and we'll sell them. Yeah, <laughs> talking about. Hey, that's what we'll do. Stuff. You know what? Maybe we will do that. Maybe we'll auction one off for a charity. I guess well, I'll do a charity on it. I'm good with that. And, and we'll uh, sign it. Yeah, we'll sign it. What do you think? It's an excellent idea. All right. All right. We'll, we'll talk about it. So, But we'll do anyway. it. We won't talk about it. We'll do it. Okay. 
yeah, we'll just work out the details is what I'm yeah. talking about. When we say talk about, that's what we mean. Work out the details. Your people will talk to my people. Yeah, and, right, right. Yeah. Yep, yep, there you go. So anyway, all right, so back to devices. Uh, yes. I, I have one that's, uh, well, let's get this out of the way for us. And of course, that is the antithecaria mechanism. Antikythera mechanism. Yeah, if you say so. Yeah, and I, so <laughs> I once heard somebody describe that as anti's clitoris mechanism. <laughs> I've known some of those too. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we can't say that on the. Uh, oh wait a minute, we did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if it pushes so, your buttons. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows who built it or used it, or what it was even used for exactly. Uh, well, they do now, don't they? Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. The antiquity mechanism is a complex clock, clockwork mechanism composing around 30 mesh gears made of bronze. The study, uh, Mike Edmonds and Tony Free, the Cardiff University, which is your neck of the woods, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, team read the faintest inscriptions that were once covering the outer casting with uh, modern computer x ray. Tomonag- yeah. tom- tomograph. So you're going to tell me about this? Or you... Well, on, you sound like you know it. Go not, ahead. Not, Go ahead. not, not only ahead. have they have they used uh, computer tomography um, in order to um, look inside the the ball of corrosion that is the antikythera mm-hmm. mechanism, um, but they've built a replica of it, uh, a working replica of the antikythera really? mechanism, because there's another part of it which most people don't realise exists. Um, there's 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 a bit that fell off, um, and of course using the computer using the computer they did they, they generate the piece that fell off. They put it back on. Oh, they found it though. Uh, and they also there are obviously some bits that were that are permanently missing, but you can see remnants of what should have been there. So uh-huh, they uh-huh. they they put the bits back, um, and there is a, a and it's a navigation device. Um, of great accuracy, one might add, and yeah, it allows I mean, it allows yeah. um, it it allowed the uh, mariners in to sort of sail around the Mediterranean and uh, navigate their way from place to place. Um, so, what do they do? Never mind, it's a navigation they, device. What do they do? Um, it allowed them it's to. Like, predict- uh, this is a ghost ghost meter, but what does it do? Um, <laughs> How does it work? Well, uh, without, uh-huh. without, yeah, well, I don't have the expertise to describe exactly how it worked, but essentially it didn't it didn't move by itself. It was it was more like a device where you turned like an early computer. You would you would preload some settings like where you were and uh, like your modern sat nav you tell it where you are or it knows where you are and then you so they must have done that by stars right you have to put um information into it including the position of the stars the sun the moon blah 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 because that's how most yeah early travelers traveled through the stars yeah but you you put that information into the mechanism and as you dialed it in it moved the mechanism itself and then it produced an output. Now that output was what you use then to navigate by. So let me ask you this then, 
did they ever find any other ones? No, they've never found another one. Interesting, isn't it? Isn't it? But they have found that, I mean, the Greeks um, had a lot of, um, and they are well known, these, um, what's the word for them? Uh, automata. Um, and these mechanical devices that would open and close temple doors and raise statues and light yeah. fires and do other. Oh yeah, they 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 were well with gears and uh, yeah, lovers. Yeah. They, they were yeah. they were they were you know they understood you know um, gears and me- uh, the meshing of gears and the ratios of gears, mm-hmm. um, which is important. <laughs> which is you know which we think uh, as being quite a modern thing. You know, um, I remember being surprised um, two or three decades ago when I discovered that the Romans knew all about screw threads and that yep. they used that they used nuts and bolts in a similar way that we use nuts and bolts. Um, you know, it never really surprised because it never occurred to me because we always think of uh, the modern screw thread as being Whitworth, you know, the Industrial Revolution. And but yet. The Greeks had screw threads. Uh, you know, we all know about Archimedes, um, the Archimedes thread, which is the basis of the propeller and the screw yeah. thread. And But they also had working gears and, and not just gears themselves, but the gears were, were uh, could do, could undertake work. You know, so they they had temple doors that would open and close. They had things that would go up and down. stage, and, and, yeah, because they were big yeah, in the theater. Yeah. yeah. And so the fact that, I mean, maybe the antikythera mechanism was a one-off because it was a prototype. Very possible. Like your scammer machine. You know, so that might be why there wasn't a second one. Mm-hmm. Or it's interesting. It that there isn't a second one because we haven't found it yet. Ah. That was the only one the aliens brought. Uh, well, they've said that the materials in it are all entirely in keeping with the period. I know what they brought. You know, the, um, well, they've also an, not just the the, the uh, alloy itself, but also the um, you know trace metals. Extra, yeah, they've done X-ray fluorescence on the trace yeah. metals and said no, yeah. it, it actually dates from then. It was made then. Right. Uh, the metallurgy is fully designed by aliens, though we know that. Yeah, because man, man can't design anything by himself. You know that. Well, you know, we look at these things, and you know, we say, "Oh, that's so complicated. It must have been built by aliens." And yet, I think that just—it um, doesn't do us justice, does it? No. You know, it doesn't. You know, the people that well, built it—it's smarter than people think we are. Exactly. You know, we're not mm. monkeys. We—you know—we're way cleverer than monkeys. But, you know, just because our ancestors didn't have Tesla cars and didn't have computers doesn't mean they weren't, they, they, you know, doesn't mean that they were stupid. No. I mean, Where do you think these inventions came from? People going against the norm, going against what well, normally is done. Just doing stuff that needed to be done. Yeah. You Trying know, to make their life better. Yeah. The same as we did. So John asked in the in, in the uh, chat room whether we thought that, uh, the new Ghostbusters was better than one and two, and I would say uh, my personal opinion that I still like one the best because it it is the best, and two I believe it's better than two in my opinion. Do you know, 
it's interesting because most people, when you poll them, will say Ghostbusters 1 is much better, much funnier um, than Ghostbusters 2. And yet, for That's me... That's swag. Go- That's why I like it. Ghostbusters 2. I mean, Ghostbusters 1 is a legendary film. But I enjoyed, and I still think, that Ghostbusters 2 is a can can hold its own. And it's a for good me, movie, for but I still like this new one better. Well, for me personally, probably, Ghostbusters 2 is my favorite of the original pair. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I'm surprised, you know, Steve, but that's okay. I I, I, I just think it's, it's, you know, just... I don't know. The Statue of Liberty thing is a little strange. Well, you know, there we go. <laughs> but the new the new movie, Afterlife... Um, yeah. I think it's the. I think it was the perfect sequel. Yeah, it was. I think that's you know, why um, I like it. Uh, and that's I why think, it fits so well. I think two was too much like one, which is why two I two was gave... two was um, in some ways a remake of one. So, which is why I like this one a little better because it, it it's a little deeper. It's a little bit, uh, you know, different. I think so. But you know, I'm not saying two stunk. I mean, it, you know. Three is stunk, but the token. <laughs> but, 2016 was a funny film, but it was nothing to do with what we're talking about. Right, exactly. All right. All right. So, do you have something you want to talk about, or do you want me to just keep babbling? Well, you keep to, you, you know, talking about equipment um, and the cost mm-hmm. of the equipment. And, you know, there is still new equipment coming out. What seems to be yep. the thing at the moment? Um, because obviously, I keep, you know, I like to keep a finger on the pulse of equipment. Um, what what the kiddies are using out there in the in you know in the world, um, and it does seem to be um, steampunk is the flavor of the month at the moment. I love steampunk. I'm sorry, uh, you, well, you might really love do. it, but you know I don't think it actually. I don't think the spirits are that bothered. Um, you know there was a new device that, that's that's just coming out. It's another version of one of the boxes that talks to the dead. You know it's got a radio in it. It's got echo chambers mm-hmm. in it. It's got flashing lights on it. And, but this one is in a um, a box with uh, a retro you know, wood, a retro steampunk box yep. with yep. Um, this one's got the um, Mexican Day of the Dead skulls all over it. And no. there's another one. There's a music box now you can buy that's uh, shaped like a coffin um, uh-huh. with a few cogs and gears on because it's a steampunk coffin. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking, like, to the if you're dead, are you going to be more drawn to uh, a, coffin? a coffin or a steampunk so. or a... You know, a steampunk design merry-go-round, or uh, you know, I mean, there a is a design. Is the is is the is the you know aesthetics of the equipment designed to appeal to the living or the dead? Of course, it is. It's it's trying to sell them, so you're going to appeal to someone that's like, this is, looks cool, so I'm going to buy it. I mean, what do you think I buy them from? Not because they well, work, because they're you, cool looking. You, I, you don't buy equipment. You just mooch well, around people. That's, and, that's and, besides and, the point. So that's, give if I you. was to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've never bought a piece of equipment in all the years I've known you. No, no, don't be nice. I mean, don't be... Uh, you, anyway. you do those big eyes. I've seen them when I got the um, that when I scored kiddie. at the thrift store. The big kitty oh, eyes. Those. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you, says the so guy who's got the paranormal pussy up in his office there. 
well, I copy. Well, yeah, but I've got to bring it back mm-hmm. now. Uh-huh. I think only only if you come back. Remember that <laughs> you got to weigh that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm nervous about? What's that? Is well, I was nervous bringing it back to the UK, but you know, because it is a stuffed toy, but it's full of wires. Yeah, you just put it in your check-in luggage. And they use yeah, but, it. you know, like, why are you packing a bomb in a cat? It's a cat. <laughs> anyway. All right, I, I have another device I want to talk to you yes. about because this, this is also found in your lovely little country, and that is the Roman Dodecathedron. The Dodecathedron. Oh, yeah. We, do you know, I, I, I actually found one of those. Did you really? When I those was at so metal cool. detecting the Roman do dodecahedron things, <laughs> which are basically they lo- just have lumps like of bronze sphere. or brass, because, you know, we're not really sure what the alloy is, so we call them all bronze or brass. Yeah. And it's a dodecahedron. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a hollow 12-sided spheroid uh, object made of yeah. bronze or stone. They say some of them are made of stone. Yeah. Hundreds of and, these tiny pieces have been found from Wales to Hungary to Spain. And they are there are several different ornate designs. Mm-hmm. And nobody has a clue what they're for. I actually saw a documentary um, that, that they did on it. Where there, have been, love, there, have been, there have been lots of suggestions from gaming yeah. pieces to a type of die um, to a counter to just an ornament to a trinket. Um, but nobody really knows for sure. Oh, but they do. There was a guy oh. from England that, you know what he, you know what it is? What? It's one of those things you use for knitting. You take your yarn and you put it around those little spherical things and through. And when you're done. Well, you yeah, we yourself... should have said that the, the dodecahedrons have little bubbles on the end, don't they? They're little... Yeah, they're little, little balls or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they, they did in this documentary that this guy says, this is what it is. It's a. Uh, Used for knitting, for uh, making. I forgot what the hell he was making, of course, now because that's the way my brain is. What was it, Jen? Oh, no. Oh, she was talking to the TV, not me. I'm sorry. Oh. I thought she gave me the answer. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, some type of a, a yarn device or, or, or a knitting device that you made things with. I forgot what the hell they made. I don't know. But he well, actually made-, made, made this thing with it. Using well, you know, that these. makes sense because there are so many of them. They turn up all over the place. They, the turn place. Up, yeah. they turn up in domestic sites. They turn up in refuse sites. Uh, they turn up in Roman we military get one of sites. Can you and get it, them on, online? Uh, you can buy replicas of them, I think, yeah, on Amazon. Replica, original. Um, well, I should imagine so. I mean, there are lots of cool. sites that sell, you know, metal detecting finds. Yeah, I'll have sure. a look. I'll have a look. See if I can find one. Yeah. I can't remember what happened to mine. I think I gave it to a museum. What? Um, oh, that would make sense. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, it turned if up you... on Anglesey. Ah. Which on is a, one of the places I want to visit when I get over there, by the way. On a former Roman site. Yeah. Yep, that's where I want to go yeah. when I get over what, there. The former Roman site or Anglesey? Anglesey, I don't care. Oh, there's so much, there's so much archaeology on that island. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll rent so, that house on, house on the hill. Not a chance. Oh, boy. Still owned by the family that built it. Oh. The haunted house. Yeah, but it's American, you know. Well, it's unique because it's not haunted. 
<laughs> yeah, but the Americans who, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. So I don't know. Well, tell them we're broadcast live there. Hey, um, you're American. You know, that uh, Brian Keno. I was mentioning that he's coming yes, over to, yes, to Wales. Yes. I was looking at the itinerary the other day. Um, they did a uh-huh. one hour live broadcast promoting their tour. Oh, um, did you pay for he's it? Not, he's not organizing it, of course. He's just the guest pre- yeah. host presenter. He's the fluff. The fluff. He's he's the fluff. And they've yep. they've enrolled some um some local Welsh talent. Ooh. Um, yeah, one of whom not you? Actually, no, not me. Real, oh. real, real talent, you know, the sort that wears uh baseball caps on sideways and Hey. Hey. Baseball caps on sideways, I said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and of course they're going to all of the predictable places, but they're not coming out this far. Um, it's all in and around the city of Cardiff and uh, the English border. So they're not going anywhere, you know, too special. But one of the places they are going to, which I do know a great deal about, is Margam. Margam Abbey. Margam Castle, yeah, yeah. Margam Castle, Margam yep. Abbey, call it what you like. Um, yep. And I was watching their description on their video of it. And if it hadn't been for the photograph, I would never have known what they were talking about. <laughs> Why is that, Steve? <laughs> because it was a bit demonic a bit more demonic than i yeah a bit more demonic than i remember it um now it is a fascinating building and if you're going on the tour you will have a fantastic time there um Mm -hmm. but there's only 21 places i believe they're all filled now anyway yeah um but how much for this little tour oh i think we're talking several thousand dollars Including the affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's good. And of course, you get the. Um, you Maybe get I saw my ghost meters on pros on. Uh, yeah. Field. Did not have enough to afford it. I think I think the tour lasts about a week. So. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a nice little trip. Yeah, if you want to do, if you want to get dragged around a, a castle twice a day. Mm. Because twice a day. What do you mean twice a day? Well, you know, it's cram full. You know, they're not just doing ghost ghost investigations. I think there's only two or three investigations. There's some ghost walks and then some daytime visits to, you know, what the Americans are like with castles. Yeah, we just love them. You know, it's just castle in the morning, lunch, castle in the evening, in the afternoon. Castle in the morning, castle in the evening, castle at supper time. That's the way it's going to go. Uh, they're doing. They're also doing the ancient Ram Inn and the Skirid Inn. Which, oh, scared, are, yeah. which are notably, you know, famous haunted buildings here in the UK. Mm. It must have cost them a pretty penny to rent those. Um, they're making a profit. Oh, sure they are. They well, I don't think they're thing. paying the ghost hunters. <laughs> Local talent pays, works yeah. for free. Oh, nice. No, well, it's not free, is it? They get selfies with Brian. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> See, I, I told you you should get your picture out there more often than people would take selfies with them. Actually, you should God. sell your pictures. Yeah, no. have a picture with, with the gold standard and ghost, go platinum standard oh, and gold something. You know, um, and I'll sign it. <laughs> I remember back in the day when I used to, uh, Kieran and I used to do the See You Want to Be a Ghost Hunter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we, we turned up at Kelvin Hatch, which is a former Cold War era nuclear bunker that's now open to the public. 
Mm-hmm. And like all good Cold War era nuclear bunkers, uh, designed to house the local government, um, you know, when the Russians strike, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the local government would go underground and then they would hide um, and control things. Uh, inevitably, these places are haunted. They're all haunted, of course. Yeah. Um, so we were doing a public event, a So You Want to Be a Ghost Hunter event there at this one called Kelvin Hatch in Essex. And we went along and people, you know, Kieran is famous, is famous here in the UK. And uh, people wanted to have their photograph taken with Kieran and get mm-hmm. him to sign stuff. Um mm-hmm. And then out of his briefcase, he produced a big wad of picture postcards. Glossies. I still have some of those here, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) glossies. And I looked across the table from him and my jaw dropped. (laughs) (laughs) See, I told you. I don't don't (laughs) believe what I'm seeing here. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Still? Well, next time you come over, I'll give you one or two. Or no, three don't. or four. Or what? The Kieran Glossies? <laughs> yeah, the Kieran Glossies. Oh, I've got one pinned to the wall, throw darts at it. Oh, good, good, good. I'm yeah, I do Kieran. have some of those. I do have some. Yeah. I do have some. I, yep. Do you know that? I mean, I understand why you did it, and I don't, but I could never do it. I could never, ever, ever do anything like that. Says the guy who said, oh, I'll never write a book. I did say that. Yeah. Oh, I'll never have a website. No, you made me have a website. <laughs> I know. I'm the. I'm your. I'm your. Uh, that little Actually, devil on your reason. shoulder. I'm yeah, the little devil the on that shoulder. <laughs> as I as I said in an interview only a week or two ago, you're the reason um, why I even wrote a book. Because of <laughs> no. you bitching and pissing and moaning. About my poor printer. About your poor printer. I had to take it out and shoot it the next day. <laughs> yeah, and then have me install the new one. Yeah, and then have me install the new one. Four hours of my life, I'll never get back. Yeah, I know you keep saying that. We're coming up to the end of the show. There's one other what? thing, you know. Yeah, it is, believe it or not. Uh, but I, I, there's one other quick thing I wanted to mention. And, you know, we talked about the, the Anakin device, and we talked about humans being smart. And mm. and you ever hear of mm. Zhang Heng? Zing Hing, Z H A N G. He actually invented a seismoscope. Oh, in China. In China. Is this the one where the is it the balls fall out the the dragon's mouth? It's uh, yeah. He was uh, seventy nine to one thirty nine A D. That's how old it goes. That's right. I've seen pictures of this thing, and the the ball falls out the dragon's mouth, doesn't it? Yeah. Is a broad balls it drops it. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of uh, eight projectile tubes uh, and mm-hmm. dragon-shaped heads. Of course, you know, it, it, oh, and it drops into a which. toad's mouth. So this is just like the old steampunk stuff. He he kind of like yeah. dressed it up a little bit. But, but he, he actually which, invented a seismograph machine. So we're not as stupid as we look. Go ahead, no, Steve. But did did you see the um, the volcano in Tonga? Yes, I did. Did you see the video footage of it? I saw some footage. I'm not, not sure what you're referring to. Well, I was to. looking at some satellite footage, and you can see the oh, shockwave. Yeah. Oh, and it's brutal. 
a few days a few days afterwards um the hawaii and um the antarctic seismograph infrasound stations um uh, produce infrasound pulse data from that uh, bang yeah hell of a bang and then i saw some video footage yeah, no, a minute. recorded from 400 miles away in fiji yep uh, did you see the, the did you see the effect of the shockwave hitting fiji i did not it's like boom 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 knock people over yeah and that was 400 miles away yep what you know, it's interesting. We're on, we got to go wrap it up, but uh, you oh. know, like when when they had that big uh, earthquake in Japan with the nuclear power plant and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of that crap actually landed up on Ashua, and it, it, that's an ecological problem because, like, all that stuff we can't allow it in the country because what happens? It introduces uh, species that we have no uh, natural defenses for. You know, well, like uh, two-headed nature. fish and. Yeah, two-headed fish. <laughs> we got to go anyway. <laughs> this is the end of uh, this two-headed fish. <laughs> so we want to thank everyone fir- for listening. The first head. We got to go. <laughs> Good night. God bless. Stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generations, where we're going to talk about triangles, the mysterious triangles around the world and what the hell God's going on there. All right. Good night. See you next year, week, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us 